from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, here on Facebook Live as well on Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT. So however you're connecting with the show, thank you so much for tuning in to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time and bringing you something original, comedic, moral, values driven and just you know trying to do what we can in this community to bring some positivity not only to central and upstate new york but throughout uh, you know obviously the east coast the west coast the midwest and around the country so if you're looking for positivity looking for some fun and some terrific stories with terrific people then this is the place for you to be and i appreciate you being here so with that being said speaking on terrific people and terrific stories i haven't seen this man in a bit He's a multi-sport player. We got to spend a lot of time at West Genesee together, a lot of time at the Wildcat, I should say, on 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus, New York, doing our on-site special with West Genesee every month, and John Benson got to be a part of that. Now he's heading off to the Maine Black Bears. He's going to play tight end for the team for Maine, and I'm ecstatic to have him back on the show. So, John, first and foremost, it's been weird without you guys. Definitely have missed you, and and I don't... uh, it's so weird for me to not be sitting up on a stage since since March with West Jenny. So how's life been? Uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's been weird. Um, you know, I haven't seen you in a while, usually down at the Wildcat or something like that. Um, especially, uh, definitely been different. Um, you know, everyone's been adjusting to that. Uh, hopefully we can uh, get everything back to normal soon enough. Yeah, I mean it's it's been so strange to not uh, to not do the shows, and I mean, are you having withdrawal of not having to uh, to do rapid fire and wonder what I'm going to ask you? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so John is here with us this morning. John, you asked me a question off the air, and I said I wanted to answer it, but I wanted to uh, you know share it on the air and kind of talk about it a little bit. So go ahead with uh, with your question here and what you had. Yeah, I saw you were posting about that step challenge that you were doing. What's that all about? Uh, yeah, so basically uh, the 10,000 steps a day minimum, it's, uh, it started off as as something that like uh, wasn't really, f- it was for me, but it was also like, it, it was, I was going through a tough time and, you know, uh, in, in my life and kind of like when coronavirus started, there was, there was other stuff going on as well, and I kind of just went outside and I started walking to try and create some peace for myself. I couldn't sit in the house, you know, I was frustrated, and uh, in life, things don't always go in our direction uh, that we want them to go, and, you know, I talk all the time on the show about controlling what you can control, which really is only yourself, and outside of that, you can't control anything else. So I was sitting in the house and kind of getting a little stir-crazy, and so I decided to go out and walk and to, you know, just, uh, and I, I had the notion of 10,000 steps was like kind of brought to me by somebody who was like, oh, this is what I do. This is what I think is, you know, is good. And, you know, this is what they say you should do in a half an hour of, of exercise every day. Well, I turned that half an hour suggestion into an hour and a half of exercise every day. 
And on top of that hour and a half, I just started telling myself like, you know, I'm going to go out and I'm going to walk. And if I got frustrated or I got upset, I'm like, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to walk. And if I was, if I wasn't thinking clearly, or if I was trying to kind of like learn something, I'm like, let, let me just go outside and walk. And uh, as you know, from the show, I have a strong faith. So I'd go out, I'd go out and walk and kind of just, you know, talk, have that, have that dialogue with God, have that inner dialogue with myself. And it was like, okay, well, let me see if I could do 10 days. And then I got to 10 and I was like, all right, I want to do 20. And then I got to 20 and I was like, all right, well, by day 40, I have to have 500,000 steps because that'll get, you know, that's, uh, you know, that'll get me halfway to a million. And I got to 600,000 and a little bit over 600,000 by day 40. And then I said, okay, by day 80, I got to hit a million. And I hit over a million before the morning of day 80. It was a million fifty-one thousand seven fifteen when I checked. And then I went out and started walking. And then all of a sudden, 20 days go by and it's day 100. And I remember saying to myself, like, I know it's going to be day 100 on August 4th. And so, I mean, it started out with it not really being about me or me thinking it was about me. And then it turned into, you know, healthy body, healthy mind. And it turned into this is what I can control. And this is something that, you know, can be good for me and it can help me, you know, strengthen my mind, strengthen my body, strengthen my faith, strengthen my, uh, you know, my desire to control the controllables in my life. And I kind of just took over my life, John, to be completely honest. And I'm here at day 101 and and I've never felt better. I, I don't think I've ever been in better shape in my life. And it's been one of the greatest decisions that I kind of in the beginning didn't know I was making, but as time went by, it was clear to me that this is something that I have to do. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. The, that's the best way to, you know, make the best out of a bad situation with everything going on. Yeah, so I mean, I just I just made that decision, and 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 it's such an awesome thing. And and I and you know this as an athlete, but when people say to you like, "What's the magic bullet?" You know, like I, I want to have abs. I wanna I want to have good endurance. I wanna. I want to be able to run. I want to be able to do this and that. And everybody wants the magic bullet. Like, you know, Dan, tell me how to do it in three days. John, tell me how to do it while I'm sitting on the couch watching TV. And and the reality of it all is the only way to truly get in shape is to do those things. You know, I mean, you got to eat better. And, you know, if you're going to eat what you want and this, that, whatever, I mean, you have to be cognizant of the fact that you have to burn it off and, you got to get your body out there and you got to do things, you know, for your body. And the reality is, if you want it, there's really only one way to get it. And, and that is through, you know, exercise and and actually demanding it of yourself and demanding it of your body. So I think it's kind of funny how, you know, there's that expectation of, you know, can you just tell me how to do what you did in three days that took you like 10 years and, and, and that's what, and people want that answer. They get frustrated when the answer is that you got to get out there and just do it. I mean, do you have people ever come to you and say, Hey John, can you take your like regiment and just like turn it into like a, a five day schedule and then I'll have like super awesome abs and call it a day. I mean, if some, <laughs> has somebody said that to you before? Well, everyone's always trying to do that. Like they got like those, those four minute abs or whatever they got and it's just like that's not not gonna happen for you (laughs) (laughs) so for you i mean what have you done during uh, corona time speaking here with john benson coming from west genesee and heading off to maine to be a member of the black bears uh what what can you tell me about how you've navigated these times and and what's what's kind of 
been your regimen for the past few months here since March? Yeah, well, uh, I've been very fortunate because, uh, you know, I'm always, you know, I started lifting weights in like, I don't know, sixth, seventh grade, something like that. And my dad has always been buying me different weight equipment and stuff like that. So in my garage right now, I really got everything I need. I got dumbbells, I got a bench, I got a, a, lat, a pull-down machine, I got a squat rack, I got different bars and weights and stuff. So I've been really lucky that way. Uh, being able to still lift because I know a lot of guys uh, at Maine and coming in that haven't still haven't had access to any weights, so uh, that's tough. But uh, yeah, I've been doing that, working out a lot. Uh, I have a loop in my neighborhood that's uh, about a mile, mile and a half. I do that a few times a week. So, <laughs> so keep yourself uh, keep yourself busy, keep yourself going. Your dad setting you up and giving you you know what you need, like you said. Uh, you know, dad is. Uh, Dad is obviously a big supporter. I know that. And, you know, just what you could say about your father and, and what he's meant to you in this journey, uh, not just with football, but in general, uh, you know, just him being a part of your life and, and, and uh, you know, being connected to you and wanting to make sure that you obviously have what you need and can get to where you want to go to. Yeah, for sure. I mean, both my dad and my mom, you know, have been doing a lot for me, and I'm very grateful for that. You know, just starting playing football, I think I was in fourth grade when I started, and just, you know, driving me to every practice, buying me all the equipment I needed, you know, making sure I was all set with everything. So, you know, there's no way that I would be where I'm at right now without uh, the support of both of them. And I want to I want to shout out your mom and dad. So for those of you that for those that don't know, uh, you know, your parents' names and whatnot. Tell me, you know, share with everybody, uh, mom and dad, and uh, and also, uh, you know, one, uh, maybe one or two things about them that's really, really just stand out to you when you think about your parents. Uh, my mom, uh, Teresa Benson, uh, she works at a, uh, as a school nurse in Liverpool, and uh, she's really just uh, one of the most caring persons that uh, you could meet. Uh, my dad, uh, also John, John Benson. Um, yeah. One thing about him is uh, he ran a, a track and cross country at Ithaca, and a lot of people don't know he was an uh, All American there. So shout out on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and some, I mean, some cool stuff, obviously, with your family and, and you know, with your connection and your parents. Uh, I mean, what, what's life been like inside of the house? I mean, have you guys? Did you guys go from you know maybe wanting to? you know, throw each other out a window to being kind to each other. I mean, how, how's life at home? Cause some people were like, Hey, you know, everything's good. We're all right. You know, some people say, Hey, we kind of just stay in our own rooms. And, and then there's a the whole, like, it was tough at first, but it's better now. So what's life like in the Benson household? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, in the beginning, it was definitely a lot different on uh, me, my dad and my mom and, uh, you know, my sisters were here. But, uh, you know, my dad's company is opened back up, really, so he was able to go back to work uh, about a month ago, I want to say, or more than that. But uh, my mom is a school nurse at Liverpool, so she's been home with me every day. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we've been getting along fine. It's been uh, weird, you know, staying inside and everything. And just like that with football, like, we've, we uh, used to do a lot of we, – we do everything on Zoom with that, so that's different. But, uh yeah, getting uh, you know, everything's good. So, Dad's been able, like you said, his business is back open. Uh, what does Dad do? Uh, he works at an engineering uh, type of thing in uh, Liverpool. He uh, he said that you know they got to wear masks and everything like that, but uh, at least he was able to get back to work and they've been doing stuff. 
Yeah, you know, and it's 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 obviously been a trying time here in central and upstate New York and beyond to get back to work and get back to some sense of uh, normalcy, as some people call it. But really, you know, just to be able to do things that we're used to do and and whatnot. Uh, you know, uh, probably from you know when when you and I have done these shows and out at the Wildcat and have done rapid fire and whatnot. You know that I'm a big movie guy, and it has been driving me absolutely nuts. I can't think about it. Like, I, I, I'm literally telling you, I've driven by Movie Tavern probably one time, like probably once, and it was this past week because I said I can't, I can't drive by it because my desire to like kind of just, you know, get through that doorway and and turn on the, you know, turn on the reels myself and watch the movies. Like, I, it's driving me, driving me nuts that I can't go to the movie theater right now. Do you feel like at this point? We sh- I know that you neither neither you or I is a scientist or anything, but is it time to open these movie theaters? I mean, the mall is open, you know, restaurants are open, most places are open now. Is it time for them to finally, you know, try and uh, coax me coax me off the uh, off the bridge here and get these movie theaters back open again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd be all for that. You know, a lot of businesses are struggling during this, especially when the restaurants really had to only do takeout. So I think uh, if the if the movie t- movie t- uh, tavern and stuff like that can uh, open up safely, I think that they should definitely do that. You know, and, and some of these movies are going to these uh, streaming services. What what have you been have you been watching anything at home? Do you have? I mean, during these. During these Rona days, have you been watching Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, anything like that? I mean, do you have kind of a go-to that you've been doing, John? Uh, I'm a big fan of, I don't know if you've seen it, uh, Alone. It's like there'll okay. be 10 people, and they give them, like, some survival equipment, and they're out in, like, say they're in, like, the middle of Alaska somewhere, and they're all separated, and it's whoever can make it the longest, uh, you know, they win, like, five hundred thousand dollars or something like that like the one i just watched ended the the last guy that one made it like 80 days or something like that and you don't know how many people are left because they don't tell you yeah so i i I like that show (laughs) yeah and and that show has become real life basically with corona we're we're kind of like hey we're going to give you a certain amount of peanut butter and and bread and toilet paper and put you in your house in syracuse and see if you can make it and if you kill anybody in the house so I mean I, I I honestly think that your show's gotten really it's gotten really maybe too real, John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and that show is on uh, the History Channel. It's also available on Pluto TV for free. I just checked that out. So I uh, I'll probably watch that. And uh, the good thing about it is it's just me and the dog, as you know, Lily, uh, in the house. And what I love, and this is no disrespect to anybody else, but you know, John, you probably heard about this. I don't know if you have. Uh, a significant other in your life, but you've probably heard the story of of uh, the uh, the honey do list, right? I have not. <laughs> oh, you haven't. Well, good for you. You know, then I I'm gonna break the seal on the honey do list story, but uh, just make sure that you you write this down. And if you have a girl that sends you one of these lists, just remember this conversation and that I told you to run away. So, so John Benson here with us, West Genesee, heading off to Maine to play football at tight end. The honey do list. Your dad could probably tell you. And or your mom could tell you. I don't. I, I don't know who's who's given the list in the family. But the honey do list is essentially uh, when you're in a relationship for a while and whatnot, or maybe not a while for some of these people. Uh, you know, they they kind of start giving you stuff to do around the house, right? They start telling you you gotta you gotta get this while you're home. 
you know, like you come home from work and you're exhausted and you just want to like sit down and watch the game and hang out and your wife or your husband comes up to you and says, hey, you know, it would be great if you took out the trash and the, and the kids need help with their homework and, you know, this thing's broken and this thing's making a weird noise and I don't know what's going on with my car. Well, when I come home, my dog wags her tail and looks at her dad and it's, it's, it's all peace and, you know, peace and good times. My neighbors, when they come home, I'll never forget my neighbor. I was like, how you doing? He goes, oh, I'm fine. Just coming home after doing four or five of the same jobs and having my wife to ask me ask me to do the exact same thing that I've done all day long for other people because this is exactly what I wanted to do today. And I looked at him and I was like, oh, well, I hope it gets better and I hope you have a good night. And then I walked inside and I'm like, hi, Lily. And she's wagging her tail. So I will tell you, John, that Corona is very different when you don't have a honey-do list. Yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate... I appreciate that and not having to come home to a list of chores. And, you know, I take care of my house, obviously. You know, as I told my mom, I'm like, it, it hasn't burned down yet. So, I mean, I, I'm i doing what I can to uh, take care of that. But my mom raised me to, to take care of a house. So I'm doing, uh, doing what I can with that. Do you do chores around the house? Do you have things that mom and dad ask you to do? Or do you try to dodge the bullet a little bit and not have to do too much? <laughs> Um, I, I wouldn't say I do that much. I really, you know, I mow the lawn and uh, we have a swimming pool, so I uh, usually uh, take care of that, you know, stuff. All right. So, I mean, you help around the house. You, you pay your dues. You earn you earn your right to eat the food at the dinner table, I guess. <laughs> so, John Benson here with us once again from West Jenny, uh, heading off to the Maine Black Bears. John, what made the, uh, the decision for you that Maine was the right fit? What was it about Maine that just felt like, this is the place that you got to be for the next, you know, the next uh, bunch of years. Yeah, well, um, I never really even heard uh, anything about uh, the University of Maine. Um, actually, it, it all started on Twitter. Uh, coach Denneke, who is a, uh, he's the offensive line coach, uh, assistant head coach, he uh, followed me on Twitter uh, one day, and uh, we were messaging back and forth about stuff. Um, and then he said he was going to come in, uh, come to the high school to uh, visit me, you know, talk about the school and stuff like that. And uh, we did that. And, uh, you know, that was a really, really good first meeting. I think we talked for like two hours or something like that, which was awesome. Got to miss class and stuff. But, um, yeah, he was uh, he was awesome. Um, I really felt comfortable just talking with him and everything. And uh, from that, uh, we went, we had a lot more meetings like that. We had like two or three in-home meetings where he came by, you know, sat down, talked with uh, me and my parents. Uh, he even came out to a basketball game we had in Utica. That was fun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I was really blessed to have uh, received a scholarship from them. And then uh, we just we came up on a visit. Uh, I talked to Coach Charlton as the head coach. Felt uh, really comfortable there. We really liked the campus and everything. And uh, I, I thought that was a, talking to Coach Waters, the tight end coach. He's, he's cool. I, I really like him. Um, but, uh, yeah, I really felt uh, at home there. And uh, I decided that uh, that was the place I wanted to be. So you make the decision on Maine. Like you said, uh, kind of an interesting situation. You didn't know anything about the University of Maine, and it all started on Twitter. So from knowing nothing to saying yes to them, how unique was that situation uh, for you to you know be saying yes to a school that just a few you know months ago you didn't know anything about and then obviously they made an impression on you 
Yeah, uh, I mean, when he when he first followed me and started messaging me and stuff, I, I still really wasn't, you know, sure if I was going to end up going there. It's like a nine-hour car ride and everything. I wasn't sure how I would deal with being that far away. But, uh, you know, just being up there and being with the team and all the coaches and stuff, it, it really felt like the perfect fit for me. I couldn't, uh, you know, ask to be anywhere else. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. The main Black Bears at FCS, which is a Division One Double A, played Syracuse twice, uh, 2009 and 2010. What would be your thoughts? I mean, obviously schedules have changed, and I know that there's you know future schedules and things set in place. But let's say that there was a, an opportunity to play Syracuse and to come here to the Dome. What would be your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, yeah, Syracuse, obviously, you know, an awesome team. You know, growing up in Syracuse, that's like, you know, who you watch. You know, Syracuse even offered me a preferred walk-on spot uh, late in the game to go play there. But uh, I felt, you know, Maine was the better fit for me. But get, getting to play them, yeah, that, that that would be awesome, you know, going to the Dome. Because I, I played in the Dome when I played in the Dome two or three times and uh yeah it's it's an awesome environment there and uh getting to play that would be really cool you know and, and john benson once again a west genesee alum now and moving forward to the main black bears uh, you said that syracuse uh, university offered offered you a preferred walk-on spot what was your thought on, on that opportunity obviously it's not a a full-blown scholarship but it's it, it's something from syracuse university what was your take on that yeah, uh, Coach Lustig, uh, who is the wide receivers coach, uh, followed me uh, pretty late in the whole process and everything. Uh, we had a phone call and stuff, and we talked. And, uh, you know, it obviously be really cool. You know, I'm a huge Syracuse fan, like most people here. But, uh, uh, you know, I just think going to Maine, seeing, like, you know, have, having them have offered me the scholarship really showed a lot. You know, I think uh, – you know, Syracuse has a huge team and everything like that. I just think I would have been more comfortable at Maine. You know, it was a, you know, it was cool to have received the preferred walk-on. I know, uh, I think some uh, kid from the area also got one and committed. I'm not positive on that, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was cool to have gotten that. But I still thought Maine was the better fit. And for for you, you said you had a conversation with Justin Lustig at Syracuse. What was that conversation like? I know you said they came to you late in the game, but what did he have to say? Uh, I mean, he talked to me about what being a preferred walk-on would be like. And, you know, really, you're just like one of the guys. You're on the team and everything. It's just a matter of the money that you're paying. So, you know, in that way, it would have been, you know, completely just like I was on the team and everything. You know, Syracuse, the private school is really expensive and everything. You know, and he said, you know, you have everyone that uh, walk on has the opportunity to uh, receive a full scholarship. And uh, if, you know, if I did take that chance and bet on myself, uh, you know, I think uh, if I really put in the work, which I've been doing, you know, I think anything's a possibility with that. Syracuse, uh, over these last few coaches, uh, Greg Robinson, as well as Doug Marone and, and Scott Schaefer and, and Dino Babers, has not really uh, recruited this area that heavily, not really uh, you know, doing much of giving scholarships. You get that preferred walk-on opportunity. Do you think that there should be more done? I mean, in your opinion, do you think that Syracuse... Uh, maybe should have offered you a scholarship, should have, should offer some people locally, you know, be it West Jenny or CNS or CBA or so on and so forth, uh, you know, uh, do, you, do you think that that should happen more often, that there should be 
more like true scholarship opportunities either to you or to somebody else in the area for Syracuse? Yeah, I really do. I really wish that they would have, you know, recruited our area more. But um, in their defense, you know, I went to a couple camps up at Syracuse, and uh, I, I went there and I weighed in at about 210 pounds, which, you know, playing tight end, that's pretty light. And uh, sitting now, I'm about 245. So I think that if I could have went to a camp weighing that, it would have been a, been a different uh, story with getting a scholarship from them. But, uh, yeah, I definitely think that they should recruit our area more. I remember uh, two years ago they got a tight end from Beeville, and he went there. But I think that they they should definitely recruit our area more. we got a lot of good players. Yeah, Gabe Haran coming from uh, Charles W. Baker, the player that you were talking about from Baldwinsville, went off there. Uh, John, I mean, you and I have sat next to each other for a while here over these last couple of years uh, for different sports and whatnot. What ha- I mean, I know that's obviously you're you're competitive and you're athletic and you take care of yourself, but what happens? I mean, it seems like you just went from being John, who's one of the players out there, who I'm like, all right, I respect him, to being this guy that like definitely ate his Wheaties and took care of business. I mean, what? What? I mean, you said you got the gym at the house, but apparently the regimen is working, sir. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, as you recall, you know, uh, we won the state championship in basketball, and uh, I was a junior, and, you know, we were playing basketball way longer than we had been, and playing basketball for sure makes you lose weight, so uh, I was uh, going into that Syracuse camp, you know, pretty uh, pretty low on uh, my weight, just from doing all the running and everything like that, so... I stopped stop playing basketball and really focus a lot more on, you know, eating the right food and lifting a lot more. Um, and I, that uh, definitely contributed to uh, the weight gain that I was able to get. So so what are you at right now? I think you, you might have said the exact, but where are you at at this moment? Uh, about 245 right now. So you're 245 and, and you're how tall? 6'5". Uh, 6'5", Yeah, the height thing, I mean... I, I knew you were taller than me, John, but, I mean, you're almost a foot taller than me at this point. So, you know, like, it, if if you're a kangaroo for Halloween, I could just, like, jump in the little the Jimmy pouch and we could, go, we could go hang out at the theater. And it would be good for me because, you know, I, I've done a lot of work in my life, John, and I, I think I have the right – I told my mom, I go, I walked, uh, I walked by this house that had one of those red wagons, and I was like, Ma, I realized something today. And she goes, "What?" I go, "You didn't, you didn't pull me enough in the wagon when I was a kid. You should have, you should have pulled me a little more. Like if I could change anything, I love you. Had a great childhood. Should have been in the wagon a little bit more. And, and so you know maybe that could be it. But it's like, I mean that that's this growth spurt. I mean how did it? Did some of this happen overnight? Because I remember you being, you know, like I said, taller than me, but six five. You know, it's like 6'5", 245. We're talking about, like, that's like NFL caliber tight end right there. I mean, you do what you got to do at Maine. There's opportunity. So, you know, I mean, but where, where did, how quickly did this growth spurt happen to you? And did your parents have to buy you a new bed, put like a cot on the end of it? I mean, what had to happen? I definitely uh, had, to, had to buy bigger clothes there. But, uh, you know, pl- you know, I was uh, early on in high school, you know, my, my, goal was I really wanted to play college basketball like that's really what I wanted to do 
And, uh, you know, not uh, I guess you could say the reality setting of there's a lot of 6'5 guys playing basketball. And I really thought that my best opportunity to go to a really good school and possibly earn a scholarship like I did was uh, to play football. So I made that my goal. And, you know, from the summer going from into my senior year, that summer there, I really made it the point to gain weight. And I went to different uh, football camps and stuff like that. And, you know, I worked, like, really hard to gain that weight. I was, you know, going on a scale every night. Every new pound I could gain, I'd be pumped. So, uh, you know, that was a, a challenge. And uh, to do that, I was really proud of myself. For those of you that are hanging out here with us, where sports meets life on Facebook Live, on Facebook.com backslash Live Now DT, uh, welcome in here to part two of our video because uh, wire, wires get, you know what, during Rona, this wire just kind of decided to mail it in sometimes. Yeah, that's how it is. I, I don't know, I don't know what it is, John, but, you know, Rona times have caused some things, you know. You went you went from being, you know, uh, five, five, seven to six, five, and, and, you know, this wire decided to, you know, give up every once in a while, and I literally have to, like, I have to talk to it. I have to like coerce it. It's like a hostage negotiate negotiation here in the studio sometimes. But it does what it needs to do, and we're good, and we're back, and it's part two. So John's gonna put me on the hot seat and rapid fire in just a second. But before John does that, uh, John, this the, obviously uh, this has been a very unique time, and you know it affected you walking down the halls like you'd normally would at West Genesee. It affected you being around your friends. It affected having. You know, what is a typical graduation? It affected having a prom or a dance or a senior ball, whatever you call it. So, you know, life has been very different. And, and now it potentially could affect the start of your first ever college football season. So I think for you, you are uh, you're probably personally done with Rona in, in a big way because, I mean, it affected West Jenny times and it affected uh, could affect what's going on right now with uh with 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 your upcoming time at Maine so I would think you like most uh, athletes out there student athletes have probably done with Rona yeah uh, Maine is in the uh, Colonial Athletic Association and uh, we have they have canceled uh you know fall games so our plan right now is to play like a type of spring ball type of deal in the fall yeah. and uh, you know practice and work out and everything and then hope for maybe a spring season to schedule some games like that. I just saw UConn uh, cancel today, like that we were supposed to play that. Yeah, yeah, UConn uh, decided to leave the American Athletic Conference, which I've covered since its institution. Uh, they decided to leave and become independent in football because they wanted to rejoin the Big East in basketball, and uh, they put more of their focus on men's and women's basketball, I would imagine, uh, from my opinion and from my point of view, than anything else, they kind of left football high and dry, and football became independent, one of the few teams to do it around the country. So they uh, they just canceled their season. Like you said, you're looking to have some type of a spring season, but you're supposed to be going up there uh, later on in September. What has been your reaction to all of this? I mean, there's so many of us worry about things that we cannot control, and uh, Corona has been one of those things. And, and obviously, you know, for you, you can't control what's going on here. So are you one of those people that, you know, kind of like knows you can't control it and doesn't stress out about it? Or is this something that really affected you at least uh, pre at least in the beginning and maybe now has gotten a little bit better? 
Yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, you can't control anything about it. So, I mean, yeah, like a lot of people, I think we're really upset, you know, missing, you know, a lot of fun memories we would have had towards the end of our senior year there and now affecting going into college and everything. But, uh, yeah, I just try to look at it, you know, the best way I can because, you know, I can't control anything about it. So for you, I mean, how are you navigating through this and what are you doing to kind of keep your mind positive and, like you said, you can't control it. So, you know, uh, you're taking the healthy approach, you know, because some people will, would let it, you know, drive them crazy. Think about it all the time. Try to control it. But what's keeping you what's keeping you focused? What are you doing to try and, you know, just make make these days better and control the controllables and, and you know, try and stay positive through all this? How are you how are you navigating through that? Because I think it's important for people listening to, you know, hear here's somebody that's that's you know mentally trying to just focus on something good and, and drive themselves in the right direction yeah uh, i think it's really important to stay active you know uh, working out really uh, takes your mind off the things and you know yeah. I, I uh took a uh, summer class at maine this summer to get ahead so that uh was a three-week class so that took a lot of time to do stuff um but yeah, I think uh, you know, staying active, working out, doing your uh, your challenge there is a great thing to do, and uh, yeah, I think that helps. You know, and, and that's the thing, and, and I'm nodding my head as you're saying it. Uh, you know, because that's that's what's really been uh, it for me. Like I le- legitimately was like, let me see if I could do a day, two days. Then it was ten. Then it was twenty. Then it was forty. And then I don't know between day forty and eighty, what the heck happened. You know, I was like, and then, and then it was like, I woke up and it was day 100 yesterday. And I was like, how is it day 100 right now? You know what I mean? So, I mean, this has been almost four months of walking at least 10,000 steps a day. And it's definitely changed it. And on the football side of things, I'll tell you this, I wanted to kind of like test my body and challenge it. So like, I'd just be like walking on, on like, you know, just a whatever street and I'd turn around and I'd start doing like uh, DB backpedal drills, like what you would do against a wide receiver. And so like I get I get down and I start running backwards and, you know, put my hands in my hips. And and then I turn like I was chasing down the ball and jumping. I'll tell you, John, I'm like it, that to me. I'm like, this is this is fun. You know, when you can push your body and you can see your body can go to different places. It's it's actually been a lot of fun. And when I leapt in the air to kind of like chase down the ball type of thing, when I was, you know, doing that drill, I came down and I was like, how high? I was like, how high did I jump just now? Because when I came down, I was like, uh, where did I just go? But it was, you know, but it's that good feeling to do something like that. And I, I mean, I love it and, and it means the world to me. And, and so, you know, you're right. I mean, going out there and getting, you know, doing things for yourself, for your body, really does help your minds. And, uh, you know, it, it, it made me go from how am I going to get through the stuff going on in my life and coronavirus to now it's been a hundred days and oh my Lord, this has been almost four months and look at how I got from point A to point B just by changing this one thing in my life. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible. You'll, uh, you'll probably be dunking a basketball soon. <laughs> Dude, that's been my... I said, before I leave this earth, I will dunk a basketball. Even if you got to pick me up, John, and help me do it, I'll dunk it. Because what I can do is I can actually jump up and grab, you know, like the middle of the of the uh, the net is what I'll do. And then like I'll just... I'll hoist myself up and have somebody throw me a basketball and I'll slam it home. So I know, I know that I can get up there because at college, I used to do it at Marywood University all the time. I would just go in the gym 
and like just like jump up, grab the net, and then hoist my, you know, and then like literally just pull myself up and hang on the rim for a while. And, and when you're hanging on a rim at five foot eight, it looks like you're in a tree in like Central Park. And when you have to jump down, it's like kind of nerve wracking, but you know, I'm alive. So, you know, I have, I have technically dunked a basketball before, but yes, to, to have the hops to get up there and not have to grab on to, uh, to the net and hoist myself up, then, then yeah, that's, that's something I look forward to. But, uh, you know, I might have to call you, John, and be like, hey, can you, can you just, you know, ho- I'm kind of like, you know, the Kevin Hart skit. Can you just hoist me up for a minute? But I am taller than Kevin Hart. He's only five foot four. So with that being said, Mr. Benson, as you get set for Maine, before you go there, uh, where you'll be asked questions, you may be put on a podium. I'm going to flip the script and allow you to put me on the podium. You have four questions. I will not go back and forth. This is all you. And so you can ask me whatever you want, any four questions in the world. It is now John Benson, for a little while, John Benson's wake-up call right here as he gets set to go from West Genesee to Maine. John, take it away. All right, I'll start off with a, with a sports question here. I know you're a Jaguars fan. Are you sold on Minshew? Am I sold on Gardner Minshew? I am. And, uh, I, I mean, do I think that he is the quarterback of our future in the next 10 to 15 years? That's still that's still left to be seen, and, and, and I have to see, obviously, more. Uh, do I like his leadership? Yes. Do I like his energy? Yes. Do I like his positivity and that he's unafraid to be himself and unapologetic about it? Absolutely. Do I think he has leadership capability? Absolutely. Have I seen it in the locker room? I feel like I have. So, you know, being someone who covers Jacksonville is in that locker room and is around the team, uh, I would definitely tell you that there's been a lot for me to be thankful for with Gardner Minshew. And uh, when Jalen Ramsey was stopping his, stomping his foot like a baby in the corner of the locker room, Gardner Minshew was a positive piece. And I said here on the show with Papa Joe, who will be on the show tomorrow, and he's on the show every Thursday, you know, I said to him, I was like, if they focus on Gardner Minshew and they focus on, you know, selling his merchandise, you know, giving people the fake mustaches and, and the fake bandanas and all this stuff, if they really just dive into this, then they're going to drown out the negativity with positivity. And they did exactly that, and it worked. And I still think Jacksonville owes me some money for that idea. But beyond that, uh, I do. I like his leadership. I like his ability. I covered him when he was at East Carolina before he transferred out to Washington State. So, you know, I, I'm a fan of Gardner. The world's really small that I, like, got to cover him, and then he came full circle. And I think he can be the future of the team, and, and I think that – uh you know, he's got a lot of weapons out there, so now it's time to showcase. I love his comedy. I love his positivity and his outlook on life. He said something like, uh, you know, because he got cleared for the 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 reserve slash COVID-19 list, which is a new list by the NFL of players that either tested positive or could have been susceptible because they were in an area. And, he, and there was something like, uh, you know, Corona got one look at me and ran away. So... Yeah, so I I think he's a he's a character. He's what the city needs, and ultimately I, I think he'll be a good leader for us, and and hopefully navigate the team out of the basement of the AFC South. All right, um, all right, you're on an island all alone. You can take three things with you. What what are you taking? Do I do I have the means to live? Do I have food and whatnot, or no? No, it has to be an item. 
Okay. So I'm I'm taking I'm taking you know uh, I'll, I'll bunch it into one and say just taking you know food and drink resource. So that'll be that'll be one. So I'm taking you know something to keep me alive there. Well, I'm well, I'm there. I'm taking my dog Lily. I gotta take Lily, and uh, and beyond that, uh, I, I would normally say that you know like maybe I would take a significant other. You know what I mean? Like I I take the girl of my dreams there. But because I'm single right now, it's changed my mindset, John Benson. So uh, maybe you know I would I would probably take. Uh, to be completely honest with you, I'd probably take my dog, uh, something to like nourish myself and keep myself alive. And I'd probably take my mom because my mom's comic relief, my mom's ability to really navigate any issue and any problem and her and her positivity and optimism. I know that her and I working together, there's no way that we wouldn't get off that island and get to safety somewhere. So I'd probably I'd, I'd take my mom because she'd be the smartest teammate to take. And I take my dog because, like, if there's any dog that would get, you know, any dog that would be like regarded as a human being, it would be Lily. She is, she is so human. And I look at her sometimes. It's like we have osmosis. Like I thought in my head, I'm like brushing my teeth, and I thought in my head, I gotta, ha- I gotta put Lily in her kennel because I gotta go. I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything. She couldn't see me. I couldn't see her. I just thought it in my head. She comes up the stairs. She turns and looks at me, smiles, and then walks right into her kennel. And I was like, did I just send that to her in my mind? So, like, I mean, she's gotten, like, uncanny with stuff. So, uh, so yeah, I got to bring Lily because, you know, when my mom and I get exhausted or maybe, you know, maybe we have some heat exhaustion, I know Lily could take over watch and she'd probably help us out a little bit. So, that's what I do. What, what's your third one? Uh, all right, one food for the rest of your life. One food for the rest of my life. I've been asked this question, and I try to answer it differently each time. Uh, one food for the rest of my life. I tell you, if I had if I had a uh, licorice, I'd probably die, uh, because the, my my godmother loves licorice, and I think there's like maybe three other people on the planet besides her, and she's a tremendous human being, but. You know, there's there's something wrong with 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 lip, like anybody who create like I'm convinced that Hitler created the flavor of licorice. So besides that, you know, and the VW bug that he brought to the world, I digress. So I, I'm going to say that Volks, Volkswagen will never be a sponsor now, but uh, that's OK. I have Honda and I like Tesla's. But to answer your question, John, if there's if there's one food that I would have for the rest of my life. You know, like right now in this moment, cotton candy crunch for for breakfast is is fantastic. But I can't live can't live off of that. So I would have I would have to say one food for the rest of my life, man. Jeez, uh, uh, this is so difficult. I hear a lot of potatoes because it's so versatile. Yeah, I mean, that's with all due respect to those people, that's really boring. So. I would have to say, oh, well, man, well, I mean, I guess if I got lonely, I could draw pictures on some of them and talk to them. But, you know, if I was on that stranded island by myself, you know, maybe the potato would be like my my Wilson from Castaway. But I mean, 
I don't know. I, I guess, you know what? I'm just going to have to go with what I'm thinking about because it's versatile and it's delicious and I'm a Ninja Turtle at heart. I, I would have to go with pizza. <laughs> I would have to just pick pizza because, you know, every fiber in my being, like I grew up a Ninja Turtle and I'm probably always going to be one. My buddy was my buddy was Donatello. My other buddy was Leonardo. I was Michelangelo. And nobody was Raphael because he was kind of a dick. So, you know, I mean, uh, I would have to say... I would have to say that that's where I'm at. Jerry said I'm a Captain Crunch purist. Good for you, Jerry. So uh, what's your final question for me? That one took an hour and a half, and it started with Hitler, and it ended with pizza. So I think we did a good job, John, on that one. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, favorite movie? Favorite movie. My favorite? Oh, man. Okay, so I'm going to give you a comedy, and I'm going to give you a Marvel, because that's, like, a lot of what I watch. So... I'm going to say my favorite comedy is a cross between Wedding Crashers, The Internship, Liar Liar, and The Change-Up. Have you seen any of those? Uh, I think I've seen a few of those. The the Change-Up is like Olivia Wilde in The Change-Up. That's the type of woman that I want for the rest of my life. So if you haven't seen The Change-Up, go watch The Change-Up. And any woman that's listening, it's like, you know, what does Dan really want? That's what I want. I want Olivia Wilde in the changeup. That is what I want. You'll get it when you see it. It's her personality. It's the look. It's all of it. She's got a great personality. She's funny. That's what I'm going for. And, you know, when they go out to dinner for their first date, all Ryan Reynolds does is eat like 19 different desserts. And because I work out now, I could do that and be a big kid and have fun. So I would I would say that. And then uh, for Marvel, I'm going to go with... Oh, geez. Now, I mean, I like Spider-Man, but I really wish they would have done the Tobey Maguire one right in the first place. So I'm not going to pick that. I would have to say, I would have to say the original Iron Man, because you know that my goatee is, is, is somewhat of a connection to Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark. So I'd probably have to say the original Iron Man or, or something with Captain America, because I think that I have like there's parts of me that 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 I think liken to the Tony Stark, and then the morals and values in God. That's definitely my Captain America side. So I'd have to pick one of the two originals. That's what I'm going with. So I I think I'm off the hot seat. I did it. I did it, Mr. Benson. So John Benson heading off to the main Black Bears. By the time he gets there, he'll be seven foot two. But right now he's six foot five. He's two hundred forty five tight end and he is going to make some waves i believe in you john i believe you're going to do some awesome things out with the main black bears and uh, i'm going to ask you for something and this is not this is you know that i shamelessly plug wherever i can i have my west genesee gear from some of the awesome coaches out there if there's anything that you can send my way from maine i am now a maine black bear slash john benson fan so hats t-shirts you know i'm not going to wear the speedo from maine i'm sorry i won't do that but uh, uh, you got a, you got a t-shirt or something coming. <laughs> all right, fair enough. But yeah, I am I am now a John Benson main Black Bear fan. So I know you're going to go out there and do an amazing job. I know you're going to be successful. I cannot wait. And uh, you know, once Corona clears and all of this, I've never been up to Maine, and I've been told to go up there. So I might have to get some lobster and catch one of the games out there at some point <laughs> in my life. But uh, but I'm definitely I'm always going to be a John Benson fan. So thank you as always for all you do. I'm going to have you back on the show because. As much as we talked about, I, I got a bunch of other ideas. So I'd love to have you back, John. And uh, when we do a video 
together. I'm just going to make sure that I bring a phone book and a step stool and we're going to be all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you. Thanks a lot for having me on. As always. And please take care of the family. Stay safe and, and stay well and say hi to mom and dad. Okay. And to your sisters. Will do. Thank you. All right, man. Take care.